Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. For those of you listening who might be married, let me ask you a question. What was easier for you and your spouse, the time when you were dating or the time after you had been married a few years? I say dating's the easy part. Oh my gosh, absolutely it is. But that is not the story you will hear from our next guest, Robert and Kaylee Fakui. No, you will not. From finding each other on a Christian dating website to starting a business together to now touring the country promoting their new book called Tandem, their story is very unique and very helpful. Their dating story is hilarious, but what they learned through that process set them up for some big time success once they got married. And they actually had some helpful advice for us. Or just for you. (laughs) In regards to what not to do. Oh, okay. Okay. This was really fun, you guys. We cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with Robert and Kaylee Fukui. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. All right, Steph. I spoke with our next guest the other day on the phone, who apparently had been listening to Tell Us a Good Story. <gasps> no. I'm serious. What? And you know what they said? Uh, no, I honestly don't. <laughs> <laughs> they said what everybody says to me. I can't wait to talk to Steph. <gasps> really? Really? <laughs> Oh, you guys. Well, friends, our next guest. I already love them. I know. I already love them. Are authors, podcasters, and entrepreneurs. Together, they have developed an innovative program called Power Couples by Design to equip married entrepreneurs to build a thriving marriage and prosperous business. Mm. And they have written a new book titled Tandem, which was recently released on September 7th. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Robert and Kaylee Fakui. My new best friends, Robert and Kaylee. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for saying yes to us. Oh, thank you for saying yes to us. I'm, I'm very excited about this. So this is weird, right? But we do get people pitching us now. Mm-hmm. And so I gave them a phone call. Just you to, were vetting them. I was vetting, vetting them, them, right? Just to see if they'd be a good if fit. If they're weird. <laughs> you can make sure they were weird. And so, like a job interview, right? In the first two minutes, I'm like, yes, Robert and Kaylee are going to be a fantastic fit for Tell Us a Good Story. He was and so like, excited yes, after he talked to you guys. He's like, their stories are amazing. So I'm, he's like, but I'm not going to tell you because I want you to hear it from them. So yes. I'm super yeah. excited. So that's to the thing. Guys the Full story. disclosure, guys, I have not told Steph anything that we discussed because yeah. I want you to share some of these stories directly with her. Yeah. And of course, you're going to see her. Get, get the authentic reaction. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going for right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you've already seen her genuine reaction already here. So I already had, at least for me, I don't know about Kaylee, but I already had like uh, imposter syndrome when our mutual friend Dennis suggested we get on your show. Yes. And I'm like, do we have a good story? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, you have a great story. But first off, you're on a book tour right now yes. promoting Tandem. Where are you at today? Because I know you're out on the West Coast today. somewhere. 
We are in Bozeman, Montana. Yes. Last night was our first official promotional book talk. How did it go? It was great. Uh, We had a great time. And we've been Bozeman. It's actually an interesting story with that is because Bozeman was a lot of first for us. When I first left my corporate job in marketing and sales for a pharmaceutical company and went consulting full time, this city was actually one of the first areas we actually formally did some training on business and connected to a local church here. And our first official promotional event was actually here. And it wasn't really by design. We actually meant to do it in Napa, but things fell through. And there's another event in Reading that also fell through. And so by chance, or you know, really God's design is really our first promotional event for the book tour was really here, which was really what kickstarted the whole thing. <laughs> so, oh, that's special. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, when you asked, how did it go last night? Uh-huh. I would not have been as humble as Robert was. I'd have been like, standing ovation. Yes! Like, <laughs> You guys weren't there, so Obviously. you crushed it. Yeah. We were giving high fives we to We saved hundreds of marriages last yeah. night in just that one session alone. That's what I would have said. But I Steph, love you. They are on a, is it six-week six tour yes. across yeah. the country from coast to coast. Uh-huh. I told them, I was like, guys, you could write a book yeah. in yeah. itself of six weeks yes. on the road with your spouse how to stay married. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but can you please share the story of how you guys met? Again, I love this story. I was practically crying laughing on the phone. And again, I saved all my responses for now, and I have not told you this stuff. But can you please share with how the two of you met? See, I think he likes our story so much is because Kevin didn't have to go through it. <laughs> he well, probably is, had it much there is easier. That. He, he empathized with me. Yes. And yes. I 100% do. <laughs> so so uh, we met online and there was a Christian dating site at the time. This is what? Is it Christian Mingle? Christian, Christian Mingle? No, Christian no. Mingle wasn't around then. So this is pre-Christian Mingle. Okay. But that's how, that's how old we are. ChristianSingles.com. It was no? ChristianCafe.com. Cafe.com. Oh, I went to Christian Singles. Okay. So... When I was researching you guys, I went to that website trying to find you as like a testimonial. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these guys should be on the front page of this website. And then I was going through testimonials and I couldn't find you guys. I'm like, oh, man, I got to call Christian Singles here and get Robert <laughs> and Kaylee the deal, on the website. Man? They yeah. Be on there. yeah, yeah. So I don't even think Christian Cafe is around anymore. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So it was actually spam. So sometimes spam works in the email marketing. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so in the subject line, I saw meet Christian singles. And I'm thinking, huh, didn't know they had those things for Christians. <laughs> and so I clicked on it. And I said, who clicks on spam? <laughs> right. I normally don't, but I really wasn't work- walking with the Lord at the time, but I'm a PK. And I'm thinking- A pastor's kid. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, I think my mom would like me to meet a Christian woman. <laughs> and so I went through the website and you can look at all the profiles and pictures. And I'm like, I think these ladies look pretty normal. So I went through and I sent some messages to some ladies that looked interesting. And Kaylee was one of them. Didn't hear from her for about three weeks. And when she finally responded through the system, I'm like, hey, who is this? So I went back, clicked on her profile and I said, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. So I messaged her back through the thing and we just exchanged short little uh, messages and then we exchange email addresses and here's a little bit of Kaylee right I'll write a message like two maybe three paragraphs and she'll go that's good oh, <laughs> one or two sentences sure one line a sentence <laughs> yeah it's nice emails I'm just not a huge email person you know what I mean so I'm like just get to the point thank you have a good day <laughs> so, so I figured maybe let's get on the phone right <laughs> so maybe we'll have a conversation so Kaylee 
is this where he sees your profile and says, hey, I'm interested in meeting you. You see his profile, click, hey, I'm interested in meeting him. And that's how that works, right? Yes. Had you gone on any other dates off of Christian Cafe before you met Robert? Yes, honey. Have you? I don't know about Christian Cafe, but on other <laughs> the other sites. Well, actually, I was on eHarmony, and there was no matches for me. <laughs> and they have a huge database because they match you up. And so then I think I had to change some of my hobbies or some of the things that I liked. And then they found some couple people to match me up with. But okay, I don't think I went out with anybody else on Christian Cafe. But I decided to do the profile because you get like a free week. And then if you put a picture up, you get another free week. So I only went on the free day. So when I responded back to him, it was three weeks later because I went on the free days. I think you ended up paying, right? <laughs> I pay for the membership. And she does the freebie. Yeah. Right? And, and so that'll even tell you a little about us financially, right? I'm the spender. She's going to be the third. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so we finally exchanged numbers. I remember I, I emailed you. said, here's my phone number. If you want, give me a call. And I said, I'm old fashioned. Here's my number. If you're interested, you call me. And so he said, okay, I will call you tonight or tomorrow. And that night he called me and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're already making points because how many times do people say they're going to do something yes. and then they don't? Yes, like, well done. Yeah. So then we talked for about a week and decided, hey, let's let's meet up. And she lived an hour from me. From Pas- I lived in Pasadena. She lived in Ventura. But my sales territory at the time encompassed Ventura. And so I said, hey, we can meet. I'll just plan to meet you You know, one night after dinner. And uh so I said, do you have any suggestions? I don't I don't know the city. And then she responds. No, you can pick. So now I got the pressure. <laughs> now I got pressure. I'm like, I don't know the city. Like, what am I going to pick? Like, and this is really pre Yelp. It wasn't like Yelp is now or even Google reviews. But uh, it's a lot of pressure trying to figure out, you know, I want to press her, right? Yes. So I'm like, I don't want to pick some dives. <laughs> and I just figured I'll let him pick because I don't know, like, is he cheap? He only wants to take me out for a oh, water. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, and let him do some work. See where this is going. <laughs> so, so, so I figured, okay, there was a restaurant on the pier in Ventura. So I figured, how bad could it be? At the very least, you get a good view, right? Yes. And so we met for dinner on the pier. Uh, I think it was a Friday night. So, you know, dinner, you try to get to know each other a little bit. So I asked her, so what do you do? And she responds, oh, I work for a family business. And I asked her, oh, what kind of business? She says, we sell dog food. And I'm thinking, just dog food or do you sell other types of animal products, whatever? She says, just dog food. Okay. So do you manufacture it or do you actually sell retail? And she says retail. And I'm thinking, now I've heard of niche, <laughs> but right. I've never seen a store online or physical with that just sold dog food, right? It's usually pet food. Yes. And so it was just like certain topics was like pulling teeth. So I grew up in a family business in the area and it would have been really easy for him to find me because in the past, it happened two or three times. One time I went oh. out with a dentist and after the date, the next day, he shows up at my work with a coffee and a muffin, which sounds really sweet, right? But yes. I am so uncomfortable. Stalker. It'd be, like yes. me, it'd be like me going to your place of business, you being a dentist and you're working. Oh, here I am. Coffee oh. and donut for you. And so I didn't want to tell him because I knew I would be really easy to find. And so I thought, yeah. I think I better not. Okay, that makes sense. It does Why make it was sense. the the one word answers. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not that they're money laundering at this dog <laughs> food store. It's yeah, that she didn't want you just showing up 
unexpected if you're a creeper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. So take us to the end of the date. What happened there, Robert? Yeah, so we walk along the pier and I'm walking to her car and I said, oh, you know, I had a really good time. And she said, oh, so did I. And I asked her, so do you want to do this again? And your response was? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not that impressed. <laughs> so it wasn't the reaction I was going for. <laughs> right? and, and so this is where my, my sales experience kicks in. I'm like, she didn't say no. Right. right? Now her body language said no, <laughs> but her words said, okay. So I'm thinking, okay, it's an hour drive from here to Pasadena. And I don't want to be spending an hour thinking, going through my head, what did she really mean? And should I even follow up with this or do I just let it go? So I just decided, you know, I'm good with the answer, yes or no, either way, but one way or the other, let's close this. So I don't have to wonder. And so I, I said, well, I'll be back in town Wednesday. Do you want to go out? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so she eventually said yes. <laughs> so, so that was the first date. So at least I drove home going, okay, I got the second date. Because I yes. just thought he, he would be like, oh, it's too much work. She's in too much trouble. I'm just going to move on to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. But you made the effort and correct me if I'm wrong. You got to a fourth date. Yes. And can you please share with Steph what happened on your fourth date? <laughs> go, go <laughs> so, ahead. so fourth date, Kaylee suggested... I go see a therapist. <laughs> Kaylee, oh my gosh! <laughs> I think you need counseling. <laughs> hey, Kaylee, how about a fifth day? Uh, how about you go see a counselor first? <laughs> so I'd rather give my social security number than go see a therapist. And I'm thinking, I don't even know if we haven't even had a disagreement yet up till now, because I'm definitely disagreeing with this. <laughs> And then are we even a, a thing? Are we really dating? Like we've had four dates, but have we, are we like a thing? Are we exclusive? Are we boyfriend, girlfriend? You know, that whole thing. I mean, we're just barely getting started, right? So go ahead, Annie, explain the reason. <laughs> so Robert was, I really liked him and I thought, oh my gosh, he seems like a quality guy. He was previously married. And one day, a week before Christmas, she was driving to work on the freeway and got into a car accident and she passed away. Oh, and it was somebody that he met in grade school at camp. And he just stayed connected with her over the years. And he loved her, would still be married to her. And my friend said to me, oh, well, that's great. There's no ex-wife involved. And I said, no. I said, I don't want to feel like I'm competing with a ghost. I know he'll always love her, but I want to make sure he has room in his heart for me. I don't want to like put all this time and energy in and then find out that he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when she explained that, I, I said, okay, I get this. And I don't want that to be the stumbling block to move forward. Yes. So I looked in my insurance network and I found a therapist that seemed good close by. Went and saw her, told her why I'm there, you know, the whole you know rationale. So we had a session. And at the end of the session, she says, it seems like you've grieved well, and I don't see a problem with you dating. So called Kaylee and I said, okay, I had my session. She said, how'd it go? And I said, oh, she gave me the green light. <laughs> And her, her response was, I wanted him to go see my counselor. Yes. <laughs> like, that's not good enough. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> like, really? And so, and of course, her counselor was at a network. <laughs> so now I'm paying out of pocket. <laughs> and so I go, okay, all right, here we go. 
So you thought the first date was hard. So yeah. <laughs> the whole way through stuff. It doesn't get any better. So, ah, I'm like, okay, again, she's an hour away from where I live. And so I have to plan my day. So I end the day in Ventura so I can see her counselor at the end of the day. And then I'll pick her up for dinner. So at the end of the first session, you know, I pick her up for dinner. And she asked me, oh, so how'd it go? I'm like, oh, it went pretty good. And she's like, okay, so what'd you guys talk about? What'd you cover? And she's asking me all these questions. I wanted to rehash the whole thing. You know? And I'm like, I, I just went through an hour. Right. I, I don't want to go anyway, but now you want me to retell the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I really don't want to. And so I give her a little short answers. And then I think maybe after the second session, I just suggested, hey, why don't you just go with me? And then I don't have to play telephone operator and you can get your question answered directly. And then the two of you can have a conversation. <laughs> so, and so she's like, no, it's your session. I'm like, yeah, but it seems like it's your session. So, right. so, so finally she says, okay, I'll go. And it really, from then to we got married, it was two years. We just went to counseling for two years and it just, just blossomed into relationship counseling. So, yeah. But Steph, I feel for Robert because <laughs> Thank you. I'm putting myself in his shoes. Oh, I think in the whole thing. Yes. And I'm just thinking like you oh my gosh, would yes. show up as Kaylee uh-huh. to the session yes, and I you would be like, hey, doc, are you seeing what I'm seeing here? And you would be like... <laughs> Comparing notes oh, yeah. with the therapist the on. The therapist would try to ask him a question, like, no, ask him no, this no, one. Ask him this, this one. This is the hey, question I want to know. <laughs> Let's go with ask this one. Ask him about this. Yes. You would be like sharing notes, like, hey, is this what I'm seeing? I have a whole notepad filled out with what I wanted that doctor. You'd be doctor assisting him. I would be assisting Or her. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, yes, I feel for you, Robert, because it'd be like <laughs> two people ganging up on me within therapy. Well, let's oh, yeah. be honest, Robert, with you. I'm sure you were mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted. And there's Kaylee like, oh, okay, so what'd you talk about? How was it? <laughs> yes. Tell me everything. Yes. But, and you're like, I am so done with what we just discussed. So, yes. I, I do feel for Robert. I do. Thank but, you, Steph. <laughs> but but to Kaylee's point, though, the end result is that was super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two years of that in preparation for marriage. Yeah. And for Kaylee to get the clean bill of health, mm-hmm. like, hey, go ahead and marry this guy, right? Here's here's the warranty. Yeah. Right? It was so like, <laughs> smart. Such a smart. It was good for both of them. Oh, 100%. Sure. Steph, what's most important to you when it comes to building a new home? Okay. I want a builder who's an expert in what they do, is going to be honest with me, and cares about even the smallest of details. Well, thankfully, we know just the builder. You know it. It's Jay and Connie Luby with Luby Companies. Friends, don't just take our word for it. Go check out their website at lubycompanies.com. That's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. But now you're married. What led to you both deciding to work together? And one, know that you could actually do this type of consulting and start your own business together. And let's that's something be honest, you could do. This is not easy. Being no. married and working together, it's not easy yeah. to do. It is for me, but maybe not for Steph. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll share a story with you after you share yeah. this story. But yeah, what led you to know that, hey, we could actually do this business together? Yeah, so it's definitely not my intention to do business together because I thought like a lot of guys think it's like not good for the marriage, right? It's just going to resolve in a lot of conflict. It's just not going to be fun. It's not a good thing. So when I was decided to try my hand in consulting and I knew this was the track was going to go long term, Kaylee would ask me, oh, how can I help you? And I said, no, don't worry. I got this. But she persisted. And so eventually, you know, tell her some little things to do and she'd help. 
and it just kind of just went from there, just kind of naturally just organically worked itself. And I said, if if your fear of working together is going to create a lot of conflict, then it's already there, right? Working together just magnifies the issue that's already there. But if you know how to deal with conflict in a healthy way, which obviously we dealt with and learned tools and two years of our master's degree in counseling, <laughs> our informal master's degree, right? That as long as you know how to deal with conflict and how to manage that well and resolve things well, then you can do anything together. It doesn't matter what the situation is, whether you're in ministry or just at home or or work, whatever. But you don't want the fear of conflict to prevent you from doing anything together. So our story is, Mm -hmm. this might be the only thing we feel like we could work together on. Because apparently we've not read everything through their book and all of the tips and stuff. Yes, we need tandem (laughs) to study this. So here's what happens with Steph and I. When we have tried to work together, it's, Kevin, stop telling me what to do. (laughs) It could be... It could be landscape. It could be gardening. It could be renovating a house. It could be us kayaking together. And that doesn't end well. (laughs) It It does not end well. Mm -mm. So I remember we were doing some type of house project and Steph yells at me, stop treating me like one of your employees. And I'm like, Steph, if you're an employee of mine, I would have fired you like two hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the right response. That That wasn't good. (laughs) So then later on, I'm like, okay, Steph, I'm so sorry. That was not the correct response during that moment of tension. And I have to apologize. So what are the things then that you both have learned that's helped you in your business, in your marriage? Because it is tough to separate those two. Well, first of all, you know, regardless if it's business or marriage, it's how you communicate to each other is the key. And one of the primary things we do is we create what's called rules of engagement. Okay. And so in a discussion, any kind of discussion, whether it's, you know, potential argument or whatever, but what's inbounds or what's allowed, you know, as far as words and action and then what's out of bounds, what's not allowed. And the out of bounds is the things that would trigger Each the other, other person. Like if you were an employee, I would have fired you. That's a trigger. <laughs> yes, it is, Robert. Big. And now I know that, Robert, that's that that is bounds. a trigger. Right? Yep. Don't demean me. Don't yes. be sarcastic. So like one of the out of bounds for me, oh, that's on my list, is don't be sarcastic. I could be sarcastic, you know, growing with guys, growing up in sports, in the locker room, sarcasm is just natural. So don't be sarcastic because she's going to get hurt. And we also know that in sarcasm, it's just a passive aggressive way of throwing a zinger and using sarcasm as an excuse, right? Because sarcasm in your growing up is... There was a lot of sarcasm. People were hurting each other's feelings on purpose and being critical. And so when he, when I hear that, it triggers me thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not good enough or he's mad at me or, you know, he really means it because we would say it and then we'd be, oh, just kidding. But we really meant it, you know, kind of like thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really the things that trigger us are really something from childhood. There's a memory there that's connected. So it's usually not what you're saying. But it, what it's doing is it's tricking another person. It's reminding them subconsciously, usually, of something in the past. And when you understand that, when she explained the sarcasm issue, then I go, oh, got it. So it wasn't just don't be sarcastic and then, okay, it's on the list. But when I had a deeper understanding and empathy behind that, then I go, okay. Because you don't want to hurt each other intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be able to throw something out there that's really going to hurt. So we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Right. Robert mentioned he was a PK growing up, pastor's kid. I was as well. Mm-hmm. Married a beautiful woman. I did as well. 
they are authors of this book. Mm-hmm. They are hosts of their own podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called Power Up Your Marriage and Business Podcast. So whose idea was that to do the podcast? And <laughs> did you have to convince your spouse, whoever it was, that this was a good idea to, hey, let's put our feelings and our stories out in the public to share. Or did you guys have another person in mind to be your host (laughs) and your spouse was like the fifth option? (laughs) So apparently this is an issue. (laughs) Just saying for a friend, just asking for a friend. Yes, hypothetical, right? That wasn't a passive aggressive comment at all. I think we were right. that episode. Did, we? did they ask five people or four people before they got to the they fifth person? Or he. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you could... remember five stuff? Fifth choice. I'm going to get a shirt one day that says fifth choice. And our <laughs> listeners are probably like, Stephanie, let it go. I won't. <laughs> fifth choice right here. <laughs> and you know, she's not going to let it go, Kevin. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I mean, we're on episode 143 now. And still yeah, not. it still comes up. Okay. So, Please. Steph, are you wife number five, too? No. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. Hey, was I her fifth choice as a husband? <laughs> we could flip it that way, too. You Don't know, answer that. Don't answer that. He, he is like some of his most fun episodes are when his buddies, who were supposed to be his co-hosts, join him for a conversation. Well, fifth, but hands down, the best host mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, any listeners out there who are planning on starting a podcast with your spouse... Ask her first before you move down the list to maybe someone else you have in mind. Yeah. Give her the chance to say no, right? Yes. 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 So whose idea was your podcast? And did you have to convince the other spouse that this was a good idea? Uh, yes and yes. It was my idea. And okay. yes, I did have to convince. You know, we're starting this thing with married entrepreneurs. And I'm thinking, man, there's there's not a podcast for this. And so I asked Kaylee. And I already kind of knew the answer. But I said, hey, honey, what do you think about starting a podcast? She's like, go ahead. And I'm like, like no, no, no. Together. It's it's going to be about for married entrepreneurs. And so we got to be together and interview people. And she's like, no. no. I'm like, why would you even ask me this? And so, so I already knew the answer. That's so the like, dumbest idea I have ever heard in my life, Robert. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then a month later, I'm like, hey, you know, we should do like a short videos for, oh, for, social, media, for social media, right? Just short ones, two, five <laughs> minutes, whatever. And so she agreed to that. And so we recorded short videos and at first it was kind of clumsy, but then okay. uh, we got into a groove, right? And, then, and I didn't really like doing that. Yeah. It was really pushing me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. want to be in the public eye, kind of have any kind of spotlight. So then about a two, maybe three months later, then she finally came to me and says, okay, let's do the podcast. Really? Oh, yes. I'm very adventurous by nature. I'm just not one that likes to be vulnerable in front of people. <laughs> and then Harvard's like, people aren't going to be able to connect with you, honey, if you're not able to share what's gone on in your life. And then I thought, I, I gave it some time and I thought about it. And yeah. I said, yeah, it's true. Well, Kaylee, I'm so impressed, though, that you got out of your comfort zone to do that. And it's led to, gosh, you're speaking publicly now as well. Like, that's one of the worst fears ever is to get up front, especially if you're an introvert or you don't like being you know, in public like that. So mad respect to you to be able to do what you do today. That's very, very impressive. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a, quite a journey and I am so far out of my comfort zone these days. Yeah. I don't even know where normal is anymore. So. <laughs> all right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. What led, then, to you both writing the book Tandem? Because, (laughs) gosh, doing a book is not easy. That is such a challenging task. And it is so hard for anyone who's done it to get the project across the finish line because there's mm-hmm. so many things that come up. So what led to you both deciding, hey, we need to share our stories and what we've learned to being an entrepreneurial couple like you are? We've had a number of people ask us, when are you writing a book? When are you writing a book? And I'm thinking, that is just too much work. I just can't right. imagine doing it. Because then mean, you can't meet in, with any of your clients. You know what I mean? If you're writing full time, you're not yes. doing anything else. And I'll write blogs and that's good, but that takes time and I enjoy it, but it's still a process. So I can imagine writing a book. And so we did. And then it was like, okay, how are we going to do this? And I just knew immediately. I'm like, we got to hire a ghostwriter because there's just no way I could sit down and, and bang out a book because I'll be the one writing it. So we, we hired a ghostwriter. And so she's the one that kind of interviews us and then she gets it out on paper and then we go through the editing process with her. But just to lay it out was really helpful. And it actually wasn't that bad. It was actually, we kind of enjoyed the process because it was different. Because instead of us banging out a book, they're actually, we're being interviewed just like this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually very helpful. We actually enjoyed the process, that that interview process. And then the we editing very, process, very yeah, the editing process was a little bit more you know, hard work, but still. You know what fascinates me? That they said the book writing process was enjoyable. <laughs> I was like, huh? Should we have gotten a ghostwriter <laughs> for the next book? Oh my gosh, that was oh. that was not the same experience not, that we had. That was not the adjective I would have used. We'll give you the short version of our experience. Okay, mm. so I was the primary writer. I'd I would say, say so. right? I'd say so. Neither one of us wanted to write a book, but it was very similar to what you said, where everyone was like, "You need to write a book. You need to write a book." So started writing and Robert, I would pour hours into a chapter sharing a story and it's just our journey, right? Our first 15 years of marriage. And one of the major things was Steph was electrocuted. All right. Yeah, yeah. So back in 2007, Steph was electrocuted at work. Well, that is a major, major part of this book. Yeah. So we got to that chapter and I was like, Steph, can you go ahead and start writing this section? It's, it's your turn to start writing. Absolutely. Because I'm a team player. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. So... She gets out of bed. Yes, I do. Goes downstairs to the office. I'm in the office. Logs into Google Docs. <laughs> yep. Starts writing. Comes back up 15 minutes later, y'all. And is like, done. Nailed it. Easy peasy. <laughs> I am Good for you. This is my calling. I'm, I'm like, an author. No flipping way. No flipping way. <laughs> so I immediately, I grab my laptop, open it up, go to the document. And Steph charted her experience getting electrocuted as if she was a nurse at a hospital charting what had happened. Not like, an actual chart, hospital yes. chart. I'm like, yeah. Steph, we're supposed to be writing in sentences. There's no punctuation here. There's no commas. There's no periods. I need full sentences. I don't even know what you're saying here. What are you saying? She's like, well, that's how nurses write. I'm like, Steph, this book is not for nurses. 
<laughs> I need full sentences. She's like, oh, okay. Mm. So she's <laughs> so disappointed. I Aww. was so proud. Drop the mic. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what's taking you so long. I am doing amazing here. She was so proud of herself. Oh my gosh. So once we got over that hurdle, gang, that, hey, we have to write in full sentences, then the writing process became a little easier for us. Well, it took a little longer. It took a little longer than 15 minutes. Yes. But with your book, Tandem, I love the premise. And the premise being that there are so many family businesses There's so many couples who have started the business and it was a great idea, but this business ends up taking over their life and they are working nonstop all day, every day, and they completely neglect their marriage and their family, right? And you guys have written kind of a roadmap on how to prevent that. You're going to work smarter, not harder, how you're going to delegate certain things so you can have a successful marriage and a prosperous business. So can you share a little bit more about what the book is? In addition to what yeah. I just said, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's our experience both growing up, even though I'm a PK, I didn't really grow up in an entrepreneurial background. But as you know, running a church is very much the same way as running a business. It is. And and then Kaylee came from an entrepreneurial background. And so we share some of the challenges from a kid's perspective, uh, what it is like when they're, the dad or the, the parents are working just all in on the business or the ministry. And then your marriage and the, the kids get the back seat. And so even in ministry now, you're seeing pastors and people getting divorced and it, it's just a mess. And it, a right lot now. of it is because you're, you're just all in on this. And we've grown up in a society that just values work and our identity is tied to that. And so what we want to do, it's almost like a badge of honor these days. When you, when I ask someone, I just remember years ago, I'd ask people, oh, how are you doing? You know, you just see them, you know, you're just meeting for coffee or whatever. And the number one answer I would get is I'm so busy and I'll tell you all the things they're doing to be busy. And it just caught me. I'm like, everybody's saying the same thing. And I would start saying the same thing because I felt if I didn't say I'm busy, I felt like I was less than, <laughs> right? It's almost like, oh, I'm not, I'm worthless because I'm not busy. And I'm like, but busy is not necessarily good. No, because you could be busy doing nothing. Right. Productive. Right. Yeah. You can be busy just checking Facebook, but that doesn't mean you're yes. doing anything on purpose, right? I'm busy scrolling Instagram and it's a complete yeah. time suck when you should be playing with your children or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just noticed with our clients before we started going down this path of helping married entrepreneurs is that they were just working way too hard. And you're seeing that they start talking about their personal life and their marriage. And we're just starting to organically help them with some marriage tips because of you know, our two years, of <laughs> our quote unquote master's degree in, in marriage counseling. So we just naturally give them the tips that have helped us. And because they're so busy, it's affecting home and also homes affecting their business because they're taking that stuff into the business. And I just said, hey, honey, I I think there's something going on here and let's test something out. Let's pilot some program to help married entrepreneurs do it better, to have work-life balance, to win in business and marriage at the same time, because the resources out there for married entrepreneurs are disjointed or disconnected. There's marriage therapy and counseling, and then there's business coaching and consulting but none of them can empathize with the other side, with their experience on the other side. And so that's when we're like, we got to hit this thing head on and do it holistically in a way that's serving a purpose of helping them scale and improve and be more profitable, but also getting time back so they can invest back into family. And in your experience, obviously growing up. Yeah. My dad worked six days a week. A lot of times took on an extra job. So he wasn't home. And when you're a kid, you just want to spend time with your dad. You want him to play with you, throw the ball, I don't even know if he was at my high school graduation because he was working so much and it was really hard on our family. 
And there's the ones, your sister's graduation that you didn't get to go to. Oh, yeah. And then when I got older, then um, I was the responsible one. So my dad would say, okay, you're going to work. And then they would all go, like my sister graduated from college. I would be home working in the family business. And the rest of the family would all go to her graduation, weddings, family activities. I didn't want to stay home. I'm all about the fun, you know, and take care of somebody's baby. Right. Such a practical tool. Whether you have a business or not, it's such a good tool for marriages to look at, hey, here's one way to get through conflict, right? And it's such a good book. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So, Steph. Yes. Guess who wrote a testimonial for the book Tandem? Who? Kevin and Steph Mason. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say Kevin Mason? I was going to say, did I like nursing notes write it or is there sentence for? It is in full sentences. Okay, good. Yes, so I wrote that. Okay. So, if you go to their website, thetandembook.com, I scrolled down and we are front and center right there. So, they've got a testimonial from Howard Bihar, uh-huh. former president of Starbucks. What? And then host of Tell Us a Good Story, <laughs> Kevin and Steph Mason. Uh-huh. It's like they're parallel, both equal, oh, right? Same, yes. Yes. Exactly. But I looked at the picture that they had, and we hadn't provided a picture to them. Oh. So they took one off our website or social media, and it was the picture where it's our family, and Tate is sticking his tongue out. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> But so, it's the one on your website, so I figured it out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. It's on yes. website. That's true. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, right beside of Howard BR of Starbucks. No, no, no. And so I sent them a new picture. Like, please use this on your website I was wondering, because Dennis showed us the new picture. I'm like, but this looks similar to the, besides the background's different. Like, yeah. it's the same. Obviously, it's the same photo shoot because you guys yes. were in the same clothes. I'm like, yes. I don't understand what the difference is. <laughs> <laughs> so look at so, the first one and okay. Tate is sticking like his tongue out oh, at totally the that. camera. So yes. funny. So I was like, oh, well, no, 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 no. But that's classic. <laughs> I would have been fine with it. That's so you guys. I mean, it's so. already it on your is. website. So obviously it's approved. It's true. <laughs> that is true. I would totally fine with yeah. it. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. All right. Use whatever you want. Yes. So, listeners, for more information about Robert and Kaylee, you can go to their Instagram and their Facebook pages, which is Power Couples by Design. Also, their website, thetandembook.com. You can go there. You can download the first chapter of their book for free. And, of course, you can check out their podcast as well, Power Up Your Marriage and Business. And this is going to be released September 7th. So, by the time you're listening to this, it's already out. So, I'd highly Highly recommend you go and look at Tandem, and we'll put those links in our show notes and on our website. Mm. So, Robert and Kaylee, fantastic job. I'm so glad our mutual friend, Dennis Welch, introduced us because this was fantastic. Thank you for taking time out of your six-week tour driving across America (laughs) to give us some time here. Thank you. Uh, Well, thank you for having us. Uh, It's been an honor. 
Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.